listening to the Grand Army of the Republic broadcast, the voice of the Outer Rim. This next one goes out to the mutt jumpers of the 224th, slugging it out on Mimbom. Keep your heads down and your seals tight, boys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who's next? Fives? What is up, Clone Army? Welcome to a little special segment I'm calling Drives with Fives. Oh, sometimes it's going to be five minutes with fives. Sometimes it's going to be five things with fives. Five by fives. It's going to change here and there whenever I do this. This is just, you know, my random thought while I'm out on the road. Um, can't really give the old Commander Quattro's call at 1 a.m. here in uh, good old Cleveland, Ohio. But, uh, you know... I have some thoughts on some things that, that the commander hasn't um, gotten into just yet. And, uh, you know, some things I want to discuss with all of you. And, and some of these things, hey, you know, more than welcome to email us, email me if you have any thoughts on these things. But the very first thing I want to talk about is what has become one of my favorite books, Dooku, Jedi Lost. This book, written by Kevin Scott, who is about to release the next wave of the High Republic books, and the name escapes me, of course I'm not going to look it up because I'm driving, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Kevin Scott, he nailed this book, this Count Dooku book, man. I don't want to spoil a ton of it because I challenge all of you that have not read it to go and read it. Or if you're a member of Audible or Audio and whatnot, grab that audio version because, man, that thing is pumped with an amazing acting cast. Uh, the, the audio version, I, I am not steering you wrong here, man. This, it's like listening to a Star Wars film. It's just so well done with the sound effects and the voice acting and the music and the intensity. It, it just it sucks you right in. And man, is it a ball. I've listened to it twice now. I'm actually considering listening to it again just because it's that damn good. Um, so basically what this, what this book does is it... It kind of gives you the history of Dooku, from Initiate Dooku to Count Dooku to Darth Tyrannus. Um, starts out as an Initiate, you know, little kid, just not even, I don't I guess they're not Padawans just yet. They don't become a Padawan until they get a master, from what I'm gathering, at least in this book. But he meets another, another big name character in the Star Wars universe pretty early on, someone he considers his best friend, sifo And, you know, he's with sifo all the way up until the end of, of his Jedi career. And, uh, you know, th this... I don't want to spoil things, so <laughs> forgive me if I struggle with how I'm explaining it, because I, I, I want you all to read it. I want, Obviously, you all know Count Dooku was a Jedi, and he turned to the dark side, but this book 
and I wish they would make this a movie or, or a Disney Plus series. Um, he ends up going to his home planet, Serrano. And I, I'm not going to spoil a ton here, but that's where he's from. He's from Serrano. And he ends up going there with this, uh, with a group of Jedi. Yoda's there. A bunch of other characters that I'm assuming are introduced in this book because I don't really remember seeing their names anywhere else. But, you know, Sifo DS is there with him. And basically, Dooku gets into. He's. The Jedi are there to, like, do some. Some, uh doing, like, this demonstration. It's this whole big Republic situation here. Uh, I, I can't, for the life of me, think of what it was called now. But, uh, there's this public event that the Republic is saying, hey, come join the Republic, you know, we've got better cookies than the dark side. And, uh, Dooku gets this kind of little spidey sense thing and, um, kind of wanders out and sees two young kids. Dooku's also, okay, my bad. Dooku's also young still here. You know, he's not a Padawan yet. He's an initiate. And, or maybe a Padawan. See, the, the part's confusing me. Because I don't know if they're just Padawan, or young, they go from youngling to initiate to Padawan. Someone out there correct me. But anyways, so he comes across this scuffle between this little girl and, and this boy and these thug-like bullies and he ends up using the force to push them away from these kids and he feels this connection with, with the girl um, doesn't, he can't really explain it but they both kind of connect and she wants to show him around the city you know, just kids having fun you know, and um they go into, like, this, uh, uh, it's not a great hall. They go into this building, kind of like the Senate building in Cor on Coruscant, but it's a smaller version for council members of Serrano. And she's showing him, like, these statues and whatnot. And Dooku, like, starts hearing this, like, growling sound in his head. He doesn't know it's in his head. He's just, like, he's girl named Jensa that he's with, she doesn't hear it, but he's hearing it, and it's this, like, evil, grotesque, snarling sound, and he's attracted to this sculpture of this dragon, and he's asking Jensa what it, what it is, and it's the Terataka. It's the she says it's a Terataka. It's like an ancient dragon that, you know, legend has it keeps their world, Serrano, held together. And Dooku reaches out, touches he reaches out to touch this thing, and Genza, I believe, tells him not to. It's bad luck if you touch it. Well, lo and behold, the ground starts rumbling. And I don't know exactly if he touches the sculpture, but he gets close enough, and this whole building just crumbles down from an earthquake. And 
him and Jenza are trapped under a bunch of rubble, and she obviously at this point knows he's, you know, a Jedi, even though he's not like an actual Jedi yet, he hasn't completed his training, but she tells him to use the Force, and he's like, yeah, sure, you know, at, at first he doubts himself, but then he's like, yeah, sure, I'll give it a whirl, and, uh, so he's doing basically his best impression of Yoda trying to push these rocks off of them to get them out of there and the, the rocks start to move and he's, he hears Sifo Diaz talking from above and he's so eager to tell his best friend you know hey I'm moving these rocks I'm really doing it and he finally gets the chance and Sifo Diaz is just like no no dude you're not you're not moving these rocks and uh Dooku gets a little mad, like, what the heck, you know, this is, this is my boy, man, why is he, <laughs> why is he believing me, and then Dooku sees why, there he is, man, little, little, uh, judge him by his size, you do not, Master Yoda, lifting all the rocks and boulders off of them and rescuing them, you know, so Dooku's kind of embarrassed, and his pride's a little shook, but he saves them, you know, gets them out of the rubble. I think Dooku comes away with a broken leg. But I don't want to say too much more about the next part because it's a little too spoilery. I challenge you all to read it, though. It's so... It gets so good. All right, so I'm going to try and tell you a few things that I really liked, that really stood out to me, aside from the things that I already mentioned, you know, the acting, the sound effects, the music, and, and how everything just kind of pulls you in. Aside from the main plot of how Dooku went from Jedi to Sith Lord, a Sith Lord, I left something out that I, I don't think necessarily spoils the story. It more or less, it's you'll know it right from the start if, if you haven't read it and are going to. Asajj Ventress is learning about her master, Dooku, Count Dooku, through holotapes and some stories by him as well. Some of that is really interesting, and it, it takes you from, you know, the start of the story to the end, and there is a very big reason why there are chapters with Asajj Ventress's end of the story. Like I said, I'm not spoiling anything here, but, you know, my first time through, I was like, okay, well, the Ventress stuff's cool. I love Ventress. She's one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. She's awesome. But I, my first time with the book, I'm like, well, you know, this is, this is supposed to be about Dooku. I want, I want the focus to be on Dooku, which it really is, but... Sometimes I felt like the Ventress chapters weren't leading to anything, but they do. So my second time through, I paid more attention to that. So, alright, so that's one. The Ventress stuff in this book I thought was really well written, and it shows uh, she has some, some conflict within as well. And the way that Kevin Scott wrote this. I'm I, he just he, he did a remarkable job. 
telling this part of the story and really giving some more life to a beloved character like Asajj Ventress. Another thing I liked is the relationship between Dooku and Sifo Diaz. Like I had mentioned earlier, they are best friends. And again, without spoiling anything, and this isn't anything major, a lot of times with best friends, um, in my own life experience, you have some issues, but then you you find your way back. So it's just it's a very believable friendship between these two. And Sifo Diaz, I'll say, is another thing that I really liked about this book because you really what you hear his name in Attack of the Clones. He spoiler alert for Attack of the Clones if you haven't seen it. I highly doubt you haven't, but. You know, he's reportedly the one that ordered the clone army radio. And that's all you really hear about him in the movies. And then there is... Um, is there two episodes? I know there's at least one episode in the Clone Wars that... Oh, man. I wish I could remember that. I'm going to have to dig through when I get home and, and find that episode and watch it. But there's an episode, at least one episode, that involves Sifo DS in the Clone Wars. So you don't really know much, much about him. I love him. In, in this story, I'm like, okay, this character, he's a dynamic character. He, I didn't know, I didn't know what his special force abilities were or anything because it seems like a lot of characters have, you know, that special force ability uh, example Palpatine has force lightning you know that's his go to Darth Vader has the force choke um, Yoda absorbs electricity he can absorb dark side energy and push it back at his foes using the light side um, you know so everybody has not everybody I guess but most of the bigger names have something special. Quinlan Voss, maybe this is a spoiler, Quinlan Voss can pick up items and learn about the person that used them. But anyway, so Sifo Diaz was another part of the story that I really liked. The relationship between Yoda and Count Dooku, as we know from Attack of the Clones, Count Dooku was Yoda's Padawan. I'm sure Yoda had plenty, many Padawans, but, you know, he was one of Yoda's Padawans. And you get to see a, the relationship between the two of them, which... When you watch Attack of the Clones, at least from when I watch Attack of the Clones, I'm like... Okay, there's some bad blood between these two. Obviously, dark side, light side, and all of that. But it seemed like there was more going on in their conversation in the in Attack of the Clones. So we get to see a little bit of that. And it's it's fun. You get to see a little bit of Qui-Gon Jinn in this story. A young Padawan Qui-Gon, which that's something else I would love to see more of. Uh, but but you know he's not in it a lot, but but it's it's a good 
segment of the story. I could go on and on and on about what I liked about this book because it's it's one of my favorites. And for me to say that, I guess, is a lot because I'm one of those people that I've read almost all of the Expanded Universe stories and then when they turned it to Legends and, and whatnot, I was kind of ticked off about it, but, you know, I'm over it, whatever. It's stuff happens. I have no control over it. It just means that whatever. You can read whatever you want and enjoy whatever you want, right? So, I guess lastly, I'll wrap this up. The turn of uh, Dooku to the dark side. Oh, you know what? No. (laughs) There is one other thing that I think is really interesting because remember in The Phantom Menace when, at the end of The Phantom Menace when Chancellor Palpatine approaches Obi-Wan and his very new Padawan Anakin Skywalker and he says, you know, we'll watch your career with great interest. Well, Palpatine makes an appearance in this, and it just kind of gave me that similar vibe. Again, I don't want to spoil anything, so that's all I'm going to say. And they use the, I guess, Sheev is a canon first name for Palpatine. I'm still not a fan of it. Sheev is such an odd name. But Palpatine's kind of an odd character, you know, an amazing villain, obviously. But he's definitely an oddball um, character, so I guess having a name like Sheev makes sense for him. I'm not a fan, but it is what it is. I love the character. He's, in my opinion, Palpatine is the top villain in everything. You know, I don't don't know any other way to word that. He is the best written villain by far. So lastly, yes, the turn from Jedi Dooku to Count Dooku, man, it is just, it's dark, and it's a huge event, and he just gets very cold, I love it, you know, it's, like, just me thinking about it, I want to stop recording what I'm talking about and go and listen to that part of the book again, because it was just so well written, which, you know, to end here, this, this book, Dooku Jedi Lost, yes, it's one of my favorites, and it's, it's great, and like I said, I highly, strongly recommend it, if you have not read it, but Kevin Scott, he wrote this, and this new High Republic book that's coming out, in just a couple of days, depending on when I release this episode here, you know, the, the book might already be out, but I'm super stoked to see what he does in a High Republic story, because this dude's got it, man, I think he gets Star Wars, and I'm not sure if he's written any other Star Wars books, but when I get home, I will, um, I will take a look. 
hopefully my drive here has um, piqued your interest in the book. Um, it, it, it's so... It's just... It's filled with entertainment, and it gives a lot of backstory to a character that that Christopher Lee, man, just brought to life in in the prequels, in uh, Attack of the Clones, and, and his, you know, short moments in Revenge of the Sith. But Christopher Lee, he... He rocked that part. And speaking of rock, <laughs> apparently Christopher Lee in his old age, you know, before passing, rocked out to, you know, some uh, very interesting metal. He had his own band. And uh, I I honestly, I don't remember how I discovered this. It was just about a week or a week, a week or so ago. You know, Christopher Lee in a band. What more can I say? YouTube that stuff. Check it out. It's, you know, <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. It's not really my... I like metal. I listen to metal. But it's not really that kind of metal. Um, it, it's it's just crazy that this guy, and you know, I'm assuming he was pushing 90 at that point when that happened. You know, and he's doing this just wild stuff. So check it out. Um, but Count Dooku, man... I, I hope I'm not the only one out there that thinks that this could be this character needs more some some more background um, he's got a couple of Padawans uh, Count, or, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn was one of them he had another one before Qui-Gon who I, I think is really cool he's very amazingly voice acted and I you know, in the credits, it didn't say who... In the credits for this book, at least, it didn't say who did his voice, but he's in another book, the Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan book that just came out recently by Claudia Gray. But yeah, you know, hopefully this piques your interest to, to check out the book, check out Count Dooku, or uh, Christopher Lee's metal band. I think that's going to wrap this one up, um, but stick around, I mean, I'm probably going to be doing these more often, and of course, obviously, you know, stick around for our weekly stuff with, you know, me and Commander Quatros, because me and him just have a blast every week when we do this stuff, so as per usual, y'all know where to find the Clone Army Radio, and uh, thanks for checking this out, hope you enjoyed it, so I will catch y'all next time. May the Schwartz be with you. Snow falls on an old apartment. Inside, the holiday season is in swing. On the first floor, Cokes are poured and stories shared among friends. Three flights up, one generation passes down the family recipe to the next. So good. Inside every home, there's magic. Coca-Cola. Real magic. Enjoy the real magic of the season with close friends, family, and refreshing Coca-Cola paired with all your holiday meals.